us and grace us with your present and hear another great victory story. I'm super excited to have our guest on today. But before we get started, I just want to say that if you know anyone that would like to come on Victory TV, inbox us, email us, let us know anyone that's impacting the community, an author, entrepreneur, or a nonprofit leader, and they want to share that victory story with us where your story matters, hey, you are very welcome. Just reach out to us if someone will get back with you at our earliest convenience, but I'm super excited because we get to share stories so that someone else may get the victory. Someone else can hear a story that has been transformed. Someone's life has been transformed um, throughout. So our, our goal is to share that story with you um, in this world that we're living in, right? And so um, with that being said, please share the information that you hear on tonight. Um, I'm super excited and privileged to have the person to come on tonight. She is an author. She's a servant leader, been serving her community for a long time through her church. And I'm just excited to have known her and for her to have the courage to put her story in a book. That way she can share with others. So without further ado, I'm going to bring to the stage Miss Joanne Coleman. Hello. Well, hello. How are you? I am doing great. How are you this evening? I'm fine. I'm fine. And thank you. For, thank you for asking. You're welcome. So I uh, thank you for saying yes to Victory TV. Just share a little bit about yourself as far as um, your book and also um, what you do. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm the author of The Silent Heart, and um, uh, which uh, deals with um, mostly uh, my journey about <clears throat> how I was treated in the early 50s and 60s because I did have a disability. And I'm also a CEO of a nonprofit um, organization called Grant One Child a Wish. And this is where I help underprivileged children. And I am a member of New Pilgrim Rest Baptist Church, where Dr. Billy L. Bell is my pastor. Awesome. Well, we are glad to have you today. And so we just want to jump right into um, your story. Um, you named your book Silent Hurt. Where, where, how did the name come up and how did you decide to say, hey, I'm going to put all this in a book that I'm dealing with? Um, share a little bit about that with us. Well, um, I named it The Silent Hurt because no one knew my silent hurts. No one knew my pain. And uh, over the years, God told me to um, just put this in a book. So I started journaling. And I, I think it took me about five years uh, after I got to journaling on my life, whenever something uh, was discouraging to me, uh, when I was in pain from the cruel words of society, I would come home and journal. So in 2015, uh, God spoke to me and said, put this in a book. So I named the book, The Silent Heart. Mm -hmm. So um, I know you said some things happened to you in the 50s and 60s. What was that um, thing? What was the disability that you had that made people, you know, say harmful things to you? Well, uh, you know, uh, God has a journey uh, for all of us. He has a journey for all of us. Sometimes we begin early and sometimes we begin later on in life. 
Now, it was my um, first day of school. My grandmother had made me a pretty little dress and had um, straightened my hair. And my head still was hurting from the hot comb. <laughs> but uh, I was looking uh, a so pretty. Uh, and she looked at me and she said, oh, Joanne, you look so pretty. So I um, went to school and um, I, I, all the boys and girls, we was in a little uh, small frame schoolhouse in, in Louisiana. And uh, the teacher began to seat everybody. She asked us our name and then she would seat us. But then I noticed that um, she didn't seat me. She had me to stand beside her. After all the boys and girls were seated, then she took my hand and led me back in the back of the classroom. Mm -hmm. And I thought, why is she putting me back here? I, I'm just like the rest of the boys and girls. So um, she uh, put me back there. And later on, she added two more, uh, another boy, which was older than I was, and then another little girl. And so, and then I thought, okay, I don't belong back here. So if I can emphasize right now, never let man put you anywhere that you know you do not belong. And at five years old, I knew I didn't belong back there because I saw that all the uh, other boys and girls, uh, they uh, was up front. And so I went home and uh, I didn't know whether to tell my grandmother or not that um, I was uh, in the back of the classroom because uh, technically I didn't know why. And, then, you know, the first day of school when uh, she told me I looked pretty, I went in the mirror and I saw a little girl and I said, I am pretty, you know. So um, then uh, <laughs> I noticed that the boys and girls, now it wasn't everybody. You know, there's not going to be the whole school. It was um, like three girls there. And they were not from my community. They started making fun of me and calling me one-eyed and blue-eyed and cross-eyed. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Mm -hmm. And so um, I went home and I uh, looked in the mirror and see, you know, how your confidence can be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Now, the first time I looked in the mirror, when my grandmother told me I was pretty, I, that's what I saw. Mm -hmm. But the second time after they had made fun of me, I looked in the mirror and saw a little girl that eyes were so crossed and one was blue. And I like, oh, my God, is that me? You know, because my family never said anything was wrong with me. <clears throat> and I looked at I said, is that me? And I thought I, I, I stopped looking in mirrors. And that's how I knew that God had a different journey for me. Wow. So I know that feeling was, uh, you know, powerful, what the grandmother told you. Then just the shake up, just like you said, just with words, someone can change your thoughts, you know, uh, right. plant a seed to make you feel, you know, some type of way, you know, and kids, you know, can be like that. So yes. explain to us a little bit more your journey of how you started to um, overcome that scenario. 
<clears throat> well, you know, uh, I, uh, at nighttime, um, our parents would have us to say this little prayer. Now lay me down to sleep. Mm -hmm. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Now, I had heard about Jesus, but I really didn't know him. But guess what? He knew me. And he gave me the strength to endure. Because all of the name calling and, 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 and me being hurt and, and, and feeling the pain, I didn't share that with anybody anymore. I didn't even let my grandmother know about this. I didn't even let my uh, friends know how I was hurting and how people was uh, um, treating me and how it was making me feel bad. You know, uh, bullying a person, <laughs> it's not a good thing. But then I thought about it. I thought about it today. The girls that was bullying me, it was something wrong with them. And because and they wasn't satisfied with themselves and they needed somebody to pick on. And so, of course, they picked me out because they saw it was something wrong with me. That's why they picked me out. But uh, as I continue uh, through um, my journey, I said, uh, OK, I'm not going to let anybody see me cry in public. And I became uh, sort of a loner because there was th things that were hard for me to do uh, with single vision. That was that was thing hard for me to do. For example, I could not ride a bicycle and it was hard for me to try to play uh, uh, a ball. You know, when you try to hit the ball, it was hard to me to for me to uh, judge uh, correctly. And so I just became a loner and just made two worlds for myself. One world was the uh, Joanne that went to school and laughed and, and everybody thought I was a happy child. And the other one was when I got home, I just, I, I just became a loner. I, I, most of the time I would sit by myself and I would daydream. And most of the time I, I just decided to just make up me a family that I um, can be uh, myself with. There were no name calling. And when I went to school, I, I, I didn't have to worry about them calling me names because this was my world that I chose to daydream in. So that's, that's uh, it's continued and it's continued. You know, I, I, as I grew older and older, I started praying to God uh, to make me over. I, I, I didn't like the way that I look. God, please make me over. Don't let me look like this. I don't want to look like this. And as a matter of fact, when um, uh, I was uh, finished uh, uh, elementary school, we were headed to high school. And my grandmother, she didn't have enough money to uh, buy me glasses because I thought if I can put the glasses on, well, I don't have to worry about people looking directly at me. Mm -hmm. And so um, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, God, please, please, please let my grandmother have enough money to buy me some glasses before I go to high school. Because I knew when I went to high school, 
it's going to be the same thing. Right. So right. I, it was going to be, I said, oh, this is going to start all over again. So she didn't have enough money. I didn't, I didn't express anything to her on how I was feeling. I was just praying to God to help me. And then I started praying to God, which is this just, just heal me. If you can't help me, heal me. But mm-hmm. that wasn't the journey that God had chosen for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, wow. So just your experience through that and just the silent hurt. Is there any reason that you can think of that you stayed silent? Why did you stay silent? Why didn't you want anybody to know? You know, I I don't know. I, I And I guess... Um, I, 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 a couple of times I told my grandmother, I said, um, they are making fun of me at school. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, loving eyes can never see because she didn't see me the way the church saw me. And she said, Joanne, there's nothing wrong with you. And so I like, okay. I'm just going to have to deal with this then because my grandmother, mother, uh, uh, she don't see, she looking through loving eyes. And these uh, kids are li- looking through different eyes. Mm-hmm. They are looking through uh, hurtful eyes. They yes, are, uh, they are uh, you know, they say hurting people hurt people. Right. Because right. if you can, if you can understand, if, if you are bullied, or if you are talked about, or you are made fun of, you check those people that's doing this to you. They're not happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you felt like when you went home, you didn't have nobody to confide in because your grandmother was looking at you through loving eyes, so you couldn't talk to her. So right. it just led you into, like like you said, creating your own world when you got home and things like yes. that. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Speed things up a little bit as an adult after high school. Um, and how was you then? Did you still feel yourself or did you think that it was going to be different or did you feel like it was going to be the same? How did that transpire in your after high school? Well, uh, before, uh, when I uh, graduated from uh, high school, um, and you graduated what in your class? <laughs> I graduated at the most person to succeed. Okay. And what did that, you like? that, Yeah. And I and I was third in my class. Third in your class. You was third yes. in your class and, and the most the likely person back. to succeed. Yeah, she the, from the teacher sitting you in the back to actually moving forward, um, being the third in her class, you guys. So uh, okay, go ahead. Finish up. Yes, because see, after after the teacher had uh, moved me in the back, I I I I thank God that he had given me <clears throat> the knowledge to know. And each time that the teacher would ask a question, I raised my hand up first. Mm-hmm. And of course, I went from the back of the room to the front row, the front row where the smart kids were. Right. And so then this, the kids knew that the teacher knew that, hey, she is not, you know, back then, in other words, where she's not retarded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she's mm-hmm. not ill of form. Mm-hmm. She's, she's smart. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I continued through uh, high school and, the, and, and still with the silent hurt, still being, being a loner. And, uh, but uh, when we, I graduated from high school, 
the teacher uh, all came to each one of us to see what we wanted to be. And, uh, and they had uh, suggestions that we could, you know, what we could choose from. And I had always you know, wanted to be a nurse. And so I told her that I wanted to be a nurse. And so they had the people uh, to come in and interview me. And okay, so they said, okay, um, you can be a practical nurse. We have a school in Natchitoches, Louisiana. So I uh, filled in the application and everything. And, you know, I was so happy for at once I'm going to be able to do something that I want to do. But again, that failed. I don't know why um, one person in my community kept my mail. So I missed the de deadline for enrolling in the school. And at that point, at 18, I just like, uh, why am I here? I don't, I don't, I don't want to be in this world anymore. I like, uh, I have, I, I, I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired of being mistreated by others. I'm tired of this. So one evening, uh, it was an October evening. I decided to just end it. I. Um, Came uh, I, I I don't know why I decided to take me a bath and put on me some clean clothes and I went and looked in my grandmother's medicine cabinet and she had um, black jaw castor or anyway she had some aspirin and I took uh, I, I took all the aspirin I don't know how many was in there I mm -hmm. took all the aspirin and uh, we had a, in a room in our house it was called the pretty room. And I went in there and we had a picture of Mary and Jesus. And I looked at Mary and Jesus and I said, this is where I want to be. I knew heaven, they, uh, we taught as a child, heaven was where that there was no pain, there were no tears, there was no sorrow. And I took the pills hoping to wake up in the arms of Jesus. But wow. God had a journey for me. He wasn't ready for me to give up. So, okay, I decided, okay, he's not ready for me. This is what I chose to do, but God chose other plans for me. Right. So I um, continued. I got married and, um, and, uh, and had my children, and, uh, and I tried to uh, instill in my children the importance of um, you know, believing in God. So, uh, but life still was the same. I became uh, a people pleaser then because I wanted people to like me. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I changed from being uh, a loner and I tried to be, to interact with everybody and, and what everybody wanted me to do, I tried to do that. But right. that was that was not making me happy. I still was miserable, and I still, believe it or not, was made fun of. But it only was in the adult way this time. It was it was grown ups. Mm -hmm. And again, as I said before, I, I I know now the grown ups that made fun of me, they was hurting, they was in pain, they didn't like themselves, they had low self esteem. That's why they had to reach out 
to somebody else to try to bring them into their world of hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Hurt people hurt other people. They don't have themselves together, so they just pick on other people, you yes. know. And so I'm glad you are confident, courageous, bold enough to share and, you know, share with other people that may have a disability or, you know, this is not the end. You are smart. You can do greater things. And like you have done, you even have a nonprofit. Share a little bit about um, how your nonprofit started and how is that going? Well, the way the uh, nonprofit started, I was doing my uh, uh, practicum at George Washington Carpenter Elementary School. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, this was a, a, a school where, uh, um, where my class were uh, children um, that was uh, different. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I had like I had five little boys and uh, one of the little boys, he he that they made fun of him and his clothes was uh, uh, too big for him. And and he had a speech impediment and uh, and I would try to when I counsel with him. I would try to tell him, don't pay any attention to what they are saying. Because each time they would call him out of his name, he 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 he, he decided that he would fight. Okay. And he got in fights all the time. And I said, baby, don't try to hit. Just look at them and don't hit them. Don't hit them. You're okay. You feel good about yourself inside. And I remember one day he came, um, I was in line, and he was at the back of the uh, line. We was going to the cafeteria, and he came running up to me. And he said, uh, Miss Coleman, Miss Coleman, I did it. I did it. They were making fun of me, and I didn't even hit them. And I gave him a big hug, and I said, I am so proud of you. And so uh, in our council session that evening, I asked him, if he had one wish, what would it be? He said, I would like to go to McDonald's with my daddy. His daddy was incarcerated. And I said, baby, you've never been to McDonald's? He said, no, I have never been to McDonald's. Mm. And I thought then, I can grant that wish. I took him to McDonald's with 101. And that's when I started my... Uh, or my, my, my foundation of grant one child a wish. I could do just simple wishes. Mm -hmm. And that's it started in 2004. And uh, to uh, fund it, I did garage sales and, and uh, sold dinners and everything. And at Christmas time, I would take the kids to McDonald's and give them their presents. Awesome. I love it. You guys, I hope you hear that. Just one simple wish. And he wanted to go to McDonald's. And he never he had been. At nine years old, he had never been to McDonald's. Wow. Wow. That's uh, really heartfelt. And that yes. lets me know that you have a heart, you know, a genuine heart to just help and share with other people, you know, how they could, um, you know, your, your wish could be, you know, you can have it. I'm pretty right. sure they stuck with him. Yes. I know it stuck with him. Yeah, you know? and I wish I could. I, I wonder sometimes what where he where is he today? But uh, mm -hmm. it's been a long time ago. 
Yeah, so cool. Great, great, great. So what's next? What are you planning on doing um, next? What do you have in store? Well, uh, next, uh, I just want to expound a, a, a little bit on um, people with disabilities. And I, I, it is so much different now than it, it was back in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Um, they have, you know, they <clears throat> are assisting um, us with handicapped parking uh, uh, spaces. They uh, even, uh, even when you go to the grocery store, if you're unable to walk, they have little scooters. And I just want to um, let in, <laughs> the world know that when we are labeled, don't wear those labels. No one has the right to label you. Labels are for things that to distinguish one thing from another. For example, if I go into the grocery store and I see some jelly and one is cherry and one is strawberry, okay, that label is telling me strawberry and cherry. Mm -hmm. So we are human beings with a heart. We are differently able. We still are able, but just differently. We may have to do things uh, in another way, but God has given us all a gift. Mm -hmm. he, has, he has no respect of person. And yes, when we are bullied, when we are made fun of, when we, we, it's going to hurt inside. Mm -hmm. but know that God is with us and know that if we don't allow that person to get into our heart, mind, and soul, they can't touch us. Don't mm -hmm. let that person, to the young boy or girl, don't let that person get into your space. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do. Yes, it's very hard to do. And God has uh, provided Christian counselors. If we need that, do that. Grown-ups, don't ever think a person is better than you if they look down at you. If they look down at you, you look up to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he's going to tell you, it's going to be all right. No person on this earth is better than anybody else because we are all made the same. So, you know, give up with the one-eyed Jake and the peg-leg Joe. And we, we're people. You're telling your jokes and, 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 and to get a laugh. But we are people. We, we, that, that, that should not be because all of us have names. Names, not labels. Names distinguish us from who, who we are. But uh, 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 so if you know, if you if, if you just kind of if we can just kind of concentrate on that, we are differently able to do not disabled, but differently able. God has made it where we can make a living depends on any anything that is uh, we are diagnosed with. For instance, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they say deaf and dumb. You know, uh, she's deaf and dumb. She is not deaf and dumb. She has been diagnosed with can't hear and can't speak. 
So we we we, we her IQ could be well over a uh, hundred or something, mm -hmm. but we have gotten so comfortable on labeling people with disabilities. So what I'm what I'm what I'm what what I want to do next, I would love to continue to um, um, just tell people who are hurting. Just tell people who are alone, that with, with no confidence, low self-esteem, that God is with us and he would never, never leave us. There are times when, yeah, you're going to feel bad about yourself. You know, I just got comfortable <laughs> looking in a mirror. I just got comfortable in looking in the mirror at myself. Mm -hmm. I look at myself and say, you okay. You okay. You are not that little girl back there in the 50s that had the cross eyes and the, and the blue eyes. Uh, medical technology did help me. I did get my eyes straightened and I do I wear prosthesis. But uh, that has that's on the outward side. But on the, I had to feel good about myself on the inward side. So that's, that's, I feel good about myself now. So I want to tell anybody that has, uh, that does not feel good about themselves, feel like the world <laughs> is against you and that the burdens on your, on your, uh, the weight of the world is just too much for you to bear. I want you to stand and look in that mirror and see what God has created for you. Because God say we are wonderfully made. See, <clears throat> we are wonderfully made according to him, not according to man. Man look on the outside, but God look on the inside and he accepts you as you are. So you look in that mirror and you look at the mirror and you say, I'm all right. I'm not... Uh, what she said I was, or what he said I was. Whatever it is, don't go to that dark place and stay there. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. get away from that darkness because Jesus is the light. He's the light of the world. And all you have to do is just make yourself. Don't let it happen to me. I refuse to let people label me and I accept those labels. I refuse to do that. I'm actively uh, involved in my church. I uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm uh, thinking about writing another book. I uh, used to do garage sale. I have retired from me and my seniors <laughs> girlfriend. We have retired from doing garage sales. Mm -hmm. Life is good. Life is good. Wow. You know, I just heard uh, a few things in there uh, that you, you spoke on a lot of stuff. But uh, one of the things, if you knew back then, you could have said the devil is a lie. When that little yes. girl started, started um, saying something to you, uh, the devil is a lie. You know, they are liars, you know. And so the confident and courage, again, I think that's the main thing. Um, from your victory story that you're sharing with us, you 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 are right, you know. And, and if you you know you take that proudly, 
of who you are in, uh, in Jesus Christ, you know, you're wonderfully made. And no matter who you are and the labels that people put on you is not your name. <laughs> right. It's not and, and Charlotte, we should never, never let anybody steal our joy. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world, the circular world didn't give it to me. God gave it to me. And so the world could not take it away. If we can only concentrate on who's giving us this joy. Not Satan, because Satan's going to want to keep you down any way he can. All he needs is a pinhole. Mm -hmm. He's coming through. Yeah. Don't give him that option. We are God's people. Mm -hmm. We are God's people. Amen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the information. Yes. Um, like I said, the victory, you guys, that's what it's all take part of. She has started a nonprofit organization. Miss Joanne also has written a book and is going to write another book. And I believe that it takes, um, again, the word courage, um, I hear from her story, um, uh, from the silent hurt. You got you to gotta think about it. It's hurting silently. But hold up, there's had to be a point where it's like, okay, no, I got to hear from this. Uh, I can't be feeling like this. I have to take a different step. I have to pivot. I have to look at my situation, be comfortable who I am. That's what I hear um, from your story. And you took charge of that. So thank you for um, sharing your victory story with us and just being an example. Yes. And to let others know that, hey, this, this does not make who you who you are. You know, mm -hmm. and here, look, this is what God says you yes. are. Yes. Yes, that's who you concentrate on. Mm -hmm. That's and who we so, concentrate on. How can someone that's watching um, us right now who's looking at this broadcast be like, wow, you know, I want to know more about her story and how she overcame. How can they get a copy of your book and how can they donate to your foundation? Well, um, <clears throat> they can go to Barnes and Nobles or to Amazon or email me at... Uh, J-O-A-N-N-2-7 -N at netzero.net for the book. And uh, I just expounded on a few things uh, in the book. So it's, it's I, I, I think it's a, a great book uh, to read and, um, and to, uh, 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 what did you ask? What, the, what was the next thing you asked? Uh, I said in your uh, nonprofit organization. So oh, the nonprofit. You can put up grant one child a wish. It's a five. I have it's a five one c three. Okay. And all you have to do is put the pull it up, and it will tell you where to donate. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. You can. It's, it, I have my five hundred one c three, and uh, you can pull pull it up, and then it would tell you uh, where to donate. I have all the and all the information is there. Yes. Okay, you guys. Uh, if you have any questions for Miss Joanne, you can email her. Um, you can even message her on um, Facebook as well. So we can um, you can reach out, follow her there, um, share this broadcast so someone else can get the victory from this story. Miss Joanne, is there anything else that you want to share before we get out of here? Well, uh, first of all, I, I thank you again for giving me the opportunity to uh, to share. Uh, 
uh, my, my thoughts on uh, how people uh, has just gotten so comfortable on thinking that uh, a person uh, who has a disability is um, different. And I also want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, share my story and to let the world know that now I am a different person. A wonderful change has come over me, Charlotte. A wonderful change has come over me. And as I said before, uh, my email address is joann27 at netzero.net. I, I, I'm, I'm available. I'm retired. So uh, in this pandemic, I have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> so you can contact me there. Goodbye.